Hey ladies and gentlemen, this is David Benjamin, your host of the Healthy, Wild and Free podcast. This is the 48th episode of the Healthy, Wild and Free podcast and today we have an awesome guest on the show and I'm sure it's going to be an amazing talk because uh, we're talking about one of my favorite superfoods and I'm sure Stephanie, one of her favorite superfoods as well. Uh, Today we have Stephanie Peterson on the show. She's a nutritionist, a speaker, uh, a media host and a health writer uh, known for her work using superfoods. Her latest books include Kale, The Most Powerful Superfood, uh, and Chia, which she co-wrote with Dr. Wayne Coates, known affectionately as quote-unquote Dr. Chia, which is uh, quite a cool title. I wish I was Dr. Chia. I'm a little bit jealous now. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, one of her favorite things to do with clients is to detox using whole foods and green drinks. She runs several different types of detoxes, including a virtual group, five-day detox and a virtual group 21-day detox. Stephanie is currently at work on a book for Sterling about coconut. She can be found at stephaniepeterson.com. Stephanie, how are you doing today? I am great. How are you? I'm doing really well, and I'm, I'm really glad we could, we could make this interview work uh, beyond the technical yeah. difficulties and internet outages. <laughs> Me too. Um, Me too. So I want to ask you a question I ask every guest I have on the show, and that question is, how did you initially get uh, started or interested or passionate about health and wellness? You know, I grew up um, with a young parent, and my mother never really learned to cook, but she loved junk food. So I grew up eating probably maybe even worse than most American kids did, Um, and I really became interested in in healthy food when I was a teenager, Um, came to New York City as a writer, and always kind of worked in the health department at women's magazines. I was, you know, a a health editor, a health writer, so always did that. Um, I was actually inspired to become a nutritionist when my oldest son was born. He was born very, very sick. It took us about four years to figure out what was going on with him. Um, and when we did, we found out that he had heavy metal poisoning. And that was brought on, I was down at the towers during 9-11. Um, and I was pregnant with him and he, in vitro, uh, you know, just took a lot, a lot of, of heavy metals and other, uh, other toxins. So we worked with a nutritionist to heal this little guy. Um, and... I was so interested in what she was doing, and I was the one implementing all of her, you know, nutritional therapies and her supplements. People started to notice the changes in my son, asked me what I was doing. At that point, I felt like, wow, um, I really would like to do this too. So I went back to school, got the master's in nutrition, studied health coaching, uh, went to a natural food school to, to become a chef as well. So did all of that. So that's how I formally became a nutritionist. Very cool. And, and your son is doing much better today, I assume? He is, yes, you know, thank you. He's um, 12, and he is just fine. If we had not addressed all those things, he would have probably went through life with a lot of, he was very sensory, so he couldn't be in a room with bright light or if air touched him like a breeze or if someone were, were near him, too near him, or if someone was wearing a bright color, textures bothered him. It was really, he was, he was in a little cocoon. It was becoming very difficult for him to live. And we're in New York City, so you have to roll with things. Right. So um, he's fine now. He's absolutely fine. 
Very cool. Well, uh, a super mom with superfoods can do anything. Anything is possible. <laughs> I think so. You know. Very cool. So, so you wrote a book, or you you're a co-author of a book uh, on chia seeds. Now, what? Yeah. What? How did? How did chia seeds become uh, a part of your life, and and why do you love this superfood so much? Yeah. So before I worked on the book Chia, I, of course, knew what it was. I did use it occasionally. Usually I would sprinkle it in things or if a, if a healthy recipe called for it, I would add it. I knew the benefits and I felt the benefits, but it wasn't part of my daily life. Um, after the book or during the book, Dr. Wayne Coates, who I wrote it with, um, had contacted me to co-write with him. He was so passionate, and this guy is, you know, older. I believe he's in his 70s. He runs these crazy ultra marathons, 100 miles. He lives in the, you know, desert of Arizona. He's running these 100-mile marathons where he does these other things where he has to run uphill pulling a cart, racing a donkey. You know, all these crazy (laughs) races they have out in Arizona. I don't know what it is about that area, but... And Chia, he attributed his great physique and his stamina to Chia. And then he began telling me, well, yes, you know, the Aztec warriors and the messengers used to run from hilltop to hilltop, didn't have a lot of, um, they couldn't carry a lot of food, so they would carry Chia and they would just chew a little bit here and there to keep them going and they'd be doing that for days with just Chia and water. That's what I do. So I thought, oh, there's something here. Um, so I started to do it every single day. Um, and I noticed a huge difference in my energy and my looks. Very cool. So nutritionally speaking, what are what is the nutritional profile of chia seeds? Yeah, so chia is really interesting because it is a plant and we, you know, consider plants as not having um, a full protein uh, profile, but chia does. There are a few seeds like quinoa and chia that do. So chia is a great source of what we call that complete protein that some people are really obsessed with. Some of us aren't, but some of us are. So if you are, do know that chia is a complete protein, which means it has all the amino acids you need to you know, to get the good stuff from it. Um, Very, very high in omega-3 fatty acids, which is really why a lot of people take fish oil, you know, how everyone downs the fish oil. Um, But for a lot of people, yeah, I mean, and um, we know that the fish population is dwindling. We know that the waters are becoming increasingly polluted. We know that people like my son and now me, who have, you know, have had that, that heavy metal uh, in our bodies, we were told to avoid fish completely or have it only monthly. Um, so a lot of people don't want to do that. So chia is a great way to get that, you know, omega-3 fatty acid, which is so good for your brain and your skin, your nervous system. Um, chia is very, very high in soluble fiber, so for those of you who have ever added water to chia, you'll notice it swells. That's that outer coating of chia. It swells up, soluble fiber, swellable fiber, which makes it super good to help you lower blood cholesterol. It also is super, super good at um, giving you that feeling of fullness which some people need to have that feeling in order to stop eating. Some people really need to feel full before they stop eating. Um, 
there have been, you know, and there have been anecdotal uh, evidence that chia draws moisture to joints. So it's super, super good um, for people who have, you know, joint issues, whether it's something like bursitis or something like that, or a arthritis. Um, I put a lot of my clients with joint issues on chia, and they do notice that their pain, you know, either disappears or really lessens in severity. Um, it has, you know, calcium and magnesium. There are things, iron, B vitamins, super high in antioxidants, you know, to help our immune system. So it's really, really a great thing to be eating if you... Uh, are trying to prevent cancer, cancer runs in your family, or if you're one of those people who gets every cold there is, you know, it's really great at that. Um, those antioxidants also help squash, uh, that's probably not a very technical term, uh, inflammation. So, you know, if you have any inflammatory condition, maybe a rheumatoid arthritis or, you know, an MS or any of those autoimmune things, um, super good for that. So it's really, really interesting because it's good for a whole lot of things. You know, there's even been studies in places like Holland where they would give people chia and then send them out to get drunk and see what happened. And they noticed that the people who had chia before they went out um, didn't have the hangovers that, you know, those who didn't. So not that a healthy person would want, want to do that, but, you know, it, it's even used in some groups as something to take before going out. Right. Hmm. Very cool. So it's a, it's a complete protein fiber. Uh, mm -hmm. did, did you mention, I don't, is it, what about like vitamins and use? I think you said vitamin C was it? Yeah. Um, you know, it has like the B vitamins, you know, Oh, I did not have um, which are really nice for energy. You know, a lot of people uh, will talk about how chia energizes them, and a lot, a lot of people use it for sustained energy. So some of that is the protein, but some of it's, you know, the, the B vitamin uh, profile. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Actually, one of the first times I used uh, chia seeds, I was, I was working out, and I, I put chia seeds in water, and I took some... Uh, different herbs and chia seeds with with those herbs and I did my workout and then I, I was at the park and then I played basketball and I was playing basketball and there was like kids there and they were all tired and I was still going and I was like wait a minute this is not normal like I'm, I have more energy yeah. than, than kids I'm like wow this stuff is really incredible so I could I could definitely tell in my own life by using chia seeds the you know enhanced energy levels um, yeah, that, that's interesting. Did you feel, did you feel, um, just natural energy? Like it, it sounds like you were just surprised that there was more energy. It wasn't one of those kind of fuzzy, uh, you know, caffeine type energy hits. Yeah, it was completely sustainable. It was completely, I mean, I just felt like I could, I, I just felt like I could just run or, you know, whatever. It was just, I just had energy. It, it felt almost like mental to some degree too. It felt like my brain was like, I can, you know. I can do anything, you know, and, and it, it was probably because I mixed the herbs with it too. I'm, I'm sure there was something with maybe slowing the absorption of the herbs because uh, of the nutritional profile of, of the chia seed mm -hmm. and soaking that up and maybe slowly releasing it into my body. But uh, I definitely noticed it and, and, you know, for athletes or anyone who does any physical activity, it's a great superfood to uh, keep your energy higher, longer and, and that kind of thing. 
Um, but yeah. so, so beyond, okay, so we know kind of the, it's, it's a really, it's really a complete food then, right? I mean, if it has proteins, fats, minerals, and vitamins, yeah. I mean, is it missing anything? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it is, I mean, it's not, it, it's not really, really super high in, um, you know, like vitamin D mm-hmm. or it's not super, super high in vitamin C or A. It's not super, super high in, you know, um, some of the trace minerals. Um, it doesn't have insoluble fiber. Um, so it is, there are things it doesn't have, definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, it also doesn't have, you know, sugar um, mm-hmm. or, you know, some of those things that you, you don't want. So, right. yeah. Can you talk a bit about... Uh, soluble and insoluble fiber, the difference in, in, in how chia seeds are valuable with soluble fiber. Yeah, you know, for the longest time, it really took me a long time, it took me a long time to figure out, okay, which fiber is this? And what helped me is soluble, swellable. So just, you know, you change that O to a W. Um, so soluble fiber is the fiber that swells. So it's something like, you know, in oatmeal, how that swells up, that soluble fiber. And that stuff is super good for things like um, if you've got blood cholesterol or something, you can visualize it actually surrounding the cholesterol and pulling it out. That's just a visual that I use for people. Um, It's not actually going to go and grab the cholesterol and yank it out, but it does help release that, you know, uh, pull it out of the blood and, and you you know, basically excrete it out. it is also super good for, you know, maintaining or uh, yeah, maintaining blood sugar. So diabetics do really, really well with soluble fiber because it slows their, you know, it slows the sugar levels. So you're not having these big spikes and then these drops. So everything drips in a more slow, steady, healthy way. Um, soluble fiber is really, really great for dieters or people who have problems overeating. And sometimes that could be an emotional problem with overeating or it could be just, you know, you overeat because you need a certain feeling to feel full. Because it creates that feeling of fullness, you don't want to keep going. You feel like you're going to birth because you, your tummy's filling up. So you stop eating. Or you have that feeling of fullness and you go to an event or a restaurant and you already feel, you know, satiated so you don't feel like you need to lead with your hunger. You're not there combing all the, you know, buffet tables or looking at all the appetizers. You actually have a feeling of fullness so you can eat something if you want to, but you don't feel ravenous like you have to just eat everything. So that's soluble fiber. Insoluble fiber is the fiber that doesn't move. It's it's the same size whether you add water to it or not. So that could be like the fiber... Um, what you think of the fiber, like a like a wheat bran or something like that, and those are kind of scrub brushes. Those are great for um, intestinal health. So they actually go through the intestines, kind of you know scrubbing the sides, pulling everything out, scrubbing everything, and moving it out through your body. Um, so really, really good with digestion. Really, really good with that kind of thing. Um, that's the basic difference. Okay. That's those are the big differences. So yeah, you need both. You absolutely need both. Um, so 
you are going to want to definitely, if you add chia to your life, make sure you're getting other kind of fiber in other places, which is not hard to do. You know, you have veggies that has insoluble fiber. Um, so pretty easy to get, pretty easy to get. Insoluble fiber is not difficult to find. Mm-hmm. What about soluble fiber? You know, eastern kale. Uh, soluble fiber is not so hard either, you know. They're, um, soluble fiber, a lot of people get from things like oatmeal, which is super popular right now. People can get soluble fiber from, you know, some kinds of, you know, grains and stuff, which we're tending to cut down on a lot. So mm-hmm. while soluble fiber is not hard to find, a lot of people are cutting out the sources of soluble fiber, you know, the whole wheat belly or the paleo thing. Um so if you are someone who is cutting those things out and you don't like to eat oatmeal, which I completely understand, I tend to tell my clients to lay off the oatmeal because it does make people sluggish. You know, in traditional Chinese medicine, it's a very, uh, you know, damp food and it kind of makes you sluggish. And I notice that people who are obsessed with it do tend to kind of, you know, drag through the morning. Yeah, it sticks with you, but maybe you want to feel lighter and more energetic and you don't want a food that sticks with you. Um, so if you have kind of cut those things out, chia would be a really, really great, great addition. You know, two tablespoons a day would be a great addition. Very cool. So we we can kind of see the nutritional profile and the components of the chia seed and the value, nutritionally speaking. Uh, can you speak a bit about the the actual kind of like tangible benefits that someone would yeah. see by by consuming chia seeds? So it has been studied, um, you know, at university level, clinical studies um, for several things. Diet, you know, diabetic blood sugar control uh, is is one of them, um, which we talked about. It has been shown to lower blood cholesterol levels. Um, it has been shown to encourage people to eat less. Um, it has been shown to help with inflammatory issues. It also has been said to help with nervous system issues and learning disabilities. And this is an area that I have some experience because um, I have three sons, one of which um, has super high anxiety and another who has um, dyslexia. And so in looking for things to do for those kids um, and not wanting to use medication, and with the learning disability, there isn't a medication for that. Anyway, we started to look at things to maybe work on the central nervous system. So one of the things that just made a lot of sense, it was in the house, I was using it already, was just to make sure that we added chia to their green drink every day. Um, you know, that's about two tablespoons a day. Um, and what that does is it just kind of creates an even even mood for the anxious kid, it creates kind of a, you know, kind of a calm, you know, kind of a calm. So they're not always in that fight or flight mode. Um, and it really does work. I notice on days he doesn't have it, he does tend to become much more anxious. He, he needs to know what's happening next and why. And, you know, he's very resistant to moving into the next thing. But when he has chia, it's just the day flow is so much better. There isn't all those stopping and worrying about the next step kind of things. Um, the kid with dyslexia, um, that 
has seemed to really, really help with his ability to not only learn things in a different way, so, you know, learning how to see something a way, the way that maybe we would see it, because those of us who don't have dyslexia, um, being able to learn and being able to retain that information seems to really, really help. Um, there are some studies that are happening now with Chia and um, those with Alzheimer's. So it's thought that Chia can really benefit memory um, and, you know, mental acuity. So it seems in my, in my first person, uh, it seems to work. It really does. I have one client who gives her elderly mother who has Alzheimer's um, Chia every morning, and she says she does notice a real difference in her mother, her mother's ability to be alert, to remember her, and to, you know, speak in ways that she can understand, because the, the mother tends to speak about, you know, kind of like in tongues, um, when she has Chia. So it does seem to help. Yeah, it does seem to help that. Um, my husband takes Chia because he has high cholesterol. We talked about that, but it's one of the things that has allowed him to go off, you know, high cholesterol, the drugs that, that he was prescribed. So that was really, really a benefit. And I have several clients who are on Chia who have able, been able to either lower or just get rid of their blood cholesterol medication. Very cool. Chia with some other changes, yeah. <laughs> Very cool. So on that cholesterol note, is there, if someone, for example, had, and I'm not sure if this is, if there's any research on this yet, but if someone has too much or too many chia seeds in their diet, could it deplete their cholesterol levels to be yeah. low, a, a healthy norm? That is, yeah, that is a really, really good question, David, because people do ask that, how much is too much, especially because here in the States, we tend to like to go all out. That whole moderation right. thing is really hard for us. Um, you know, according to studies um, and according to Dr. Coates, um, and this is something I really looked at, um, there is no too much. So it can't. You will reach a. You will reach a, a, a peak, and you won't see any further benefits or you know detriments. There is a very small population. Um, that cannot have chia. It just runs right through them. Um, you know, Dr. Kurt said it was something like 2% of the population or something really small like that. Um, I, out of probably 200 clients, I have had one client who could not tolerate chia because it gave her diarrhea. Mm-hmm. Um, I, in my own research on my own body, I have not hit that limit where it's given me any distress, but... Um, the regular dosage would be anywhere from two to four tablespoons and most a day, not maybe all at once unless you wanted to. Most of the studies on Chia have been at about two tablespoons. Gotcha. Okay. A few have been at four tablespoons. So yeah, that's about the range. I, I usually start people out at one or two tablespoons and then after a week or two, I'll bump it up. Um, but yeah, it, it will not completely take all your blood cholesterol away or deplete anything in your body or, you know, anything like that. So there is no too much. That's good to know because some, and, and obviously, you know, for men, cholesterol is a, is a precursor right. to, to, to testosterone. So um, that's, that's right. a, you don't want to 
lower your cholesterol no, too much. No, no. And there are some vitamins and, and, and nutrients that if you have too much will deplete and cause issues within the body and imbalances. So that's a good thing to know. Um, Absolutely. Let's talk a bit about the, the, um, the I, I guess it'd be the hydrating and oxygenating benefits. I know that, you know, mm -hmm. like you said, chia, you, when you put it in water, it soaks up water. Uh, and then, you know, you're obviously eating that. So uh, from my understanding, mm -hmm. for athletes and people that uh, maybe are dehydrated, does that, does that help hydrate and oxygenate their body? And, and is that, yeah. what, what's the deal with that? Now, yeah, it's really, chia is super popular among distance athletes um, and, um, you know, triathletes, marathoners and whatnot, because it allows them to, number one, stay hydrate, hydrated um, very easily. You know, I know a lot of people are using these gels and whatnot, and, and um, you, you're not having to drink, you know, perhaps as much, although you should still be drinking. Um, and the other thing it, it does is when you're recovering, your recovery tends to be more gentle and shorter. Um, so those are the two things. And what it does is it draws moisture into the joints um, and into the muscles. So a moist muscle is not going to be tearing as much, you know, and it's going to be not contracting as much. So you, you're actually going to be much more comfortable. Um, so it's a really, really good thing. I run and I notice that it does help me, you know, I don't get the, uh, kind of that fatigue in my legs. And I also noticed when I had stopped running for a while and then started back up, um, when I'm on Chia, I don't get that lung burn that some people get. That's something that I tend to, to get when I, when I am overexerting, uh, running, so that does really, really help. And I also have noticed that my recovery is shorter. So definitely helps with that. It's really popular. It's in a lot of the, the more recent, you know, last five years or so books on running. It does, a lot of them will suggest Chia. You go on some of those websites for triathletes and other distance athletes and you will notice that Chia seems to be a really, really uh, popular part of most of these athletes just you know, daily uh, regimen. And it's really a food. It's not, I know we're talking about it as, a, as like it's a supplement, mm -hmm. but it's really a food. I mean, it's something that, you know, yeah, you can crunch it down or drink it or whatever, but it's one of those things that it's made to be added to things. You know, in Central America, it's ground into a flour and made into a flatbread or it's made into a candy or, you know, it's, it's made into drinks. So it's, it's meant to be eaten. It's a functional food. Mm -hmm. That's a great point. And the, the interesting thing too is, you know, it, even though, you know, hearing this stuff about athletes and, and this kind of stuff, uh, it makes sense even if you're not an athlete to consume it, obviously for the health benefits, but then also for if you do work out or use, you know, exert any physical activity to stay in shape and to stay healthy, it just helps your body stay younger and your, and your health and vitality so that you age more gracefully and it's something that helps you do that with more ease and less stress and wear and tear on the joints and, and the and I'm yeah. and I'm assuming like you know, like you said, the lungs benefit. I'm I'm I would imagine it, it helps with VO two muscle. Yeah, the yeah. muscles exactly and, and you know, as many people now know, lower body strength and leg strength has a lot to do with with how long you live because if your lower body yeah. is weak and you fall and you break something that that's a huge it, it really has a big oh impact gosh. on your longevity so can you talk about that a little bit it sounds like you, you uh, yeah yeah please speak on that 
Yeah, definitely. So, you know, it's interesting because uh, I have I have a, a subset of clients who are, you know, like 70 plus. A couple of them are in assisted care facilities, um, you know, a bit heavy and, and they've usually been referred by, you know, daughters or daughter-in-laws. And it's interesting because some of these people um, do have walkers. Some of these people even need assistance using, you know, the bathroom or showering, which is one of those things I don't think any of us want to happen to us. Um, so their gait is short. They have fallen, which has put them in these assisted care things. Um, and I definitely put them on Chia because we want them to mend faster and we want them to, you know, increase their range of mobility. Chia alone isn't going to do that, but it is going to create uh, a situation in their body where they are going to be more receptive to whatever, you know, rehabilitation they have. Um, and they are going to be much more fluid in their movements. They aren't going to have the pain in their joints and whatnot. So prevention with Chia is a fantastic idea. If you have already gone there and fallen and hurt yourself, it can help you, you know, speed healing faster. Um, the, the vanity aspects of Chia are amazing. So you can take Chia and you will notice your skin you know, on your face and elsewhere, does actually begin to look more moist and tight and and, uh, colorful. You know, I think when we age, we do become more dehydrated and things kind of fall and sag. And, you know, when you have a lot of moisture in your skin, it has that really plump, youthful look and and the wrinkles kind of are plumped out. So it does create a very, very nice looking skin. Um, If you're on it long enough, Hair doesn't grow instantly, but if you're on it long enough, you will actually see a change in your hair. So over, you know, a couple months, um, you no- you notice your hair is much more, you know, it's stronger. Um, there have been no studies on hair loss and hair growth, so I don't know if it can help you grow more hair, but the hair you have, it definitely can make it look better. You'll notice your nails are actually much stronger and thicker. Um, so there is definitely some vanity, vanity stuff going on there, you know, and the energy it gives you is really attractive. I think that we are as humans really attracted to other people's energy. So when we come across someone whose energy is low, it reads either as disinterest or as arrogance or as just someone who doesn't care and we're not as attracted to them. We're really attracted to vitality it doesn't matter the age, but we're really attracted to vitality. So Chia can help you get get that because you literally are feeling very, you know, vital. So it's really wonderful for that. Well, that's a great point, and and that's I've noticed that too. What we're attracted to energy, and that's that's a very very good point, and that's. That's another reason to be healthy, to be more attractive. Who doesn't want to be more attractive? You know what? People come to me for vanity reasons. That's kind of the in-the-door problem for a lot of a lot of practitioners, health practitioners. You know, it really is. And God bless. We'll, we'll you know, we'll get you, we'll get you healthy if 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 that's the way we we get you. You know. Right. Yeah. And it, and, it, and there's and, and it, it's cool because it's kind of a transformational process too. It's it becomes. Yeah. It's an external doorway, but it's an internal journey, and it's something that. As you begin to walk down that road, it, it completely changes. And, and it's funny too because uh, initially, how I got it, 
got started in, in health and wellness was uh, learning how to clear up acne, you know, get rid of acne and just have oh yeah, have great looking skin. And that's and then I started teaching that online with YouTube videos and things, and that's how people were attracted to what I was sharing. And then they got into health and wellness, and it's like you know these these external things we see, whether it's skin problems or obesity or or whatever it may be, that's a that's a doorway to to true yeah. health and wellness. So it's cool. It's a blessing in disguise, kind of. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I definitely agree with that. That's fascinating. The skin stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I want to talk a bit about uh, you. You mentioned you touched on how chia is is it's a food, even though it kind of seems like a supplement or you know something non food like. Yeah. Uh, how can chia be used in a food setting? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So chia can be used in so many different ways. So the most obvious way um, that people take it is some people just crunch it dry. So some people do that. Wow. Um, one of the, I know, uh, Dr. Wayne Coates said he would put it in a little film, uh, one of those plastic film things. I don't think they even make them anymore. He said he had, he's had this thing for 20 years with a cap, and he would tuck it into his running belt, and he would just knock it back um, <laughs> as he ran. So I thought, wow. Um, but one of, the, one of the ways that a lot of people take it is in something called a chia fresca, which is a glass of water with a tablespoon or two of chia seeds mixed in and maybe a squirt of lemon or lime juice. And you take your glass of water. Um, I actually have a video on my site about this. You take a glass of water, you put in a tablespoon or two of chia, you stir it up because it will want to coagulate, and you let it sit there for a minute so the seeds get kind of soft. You know, if you drink it down right away, you're going to be drinking down the crunchy seeds. But let it sit for two minutes. The seeds will get kind of soft and plump. And you'll see this glass of something with all this black plump stuff kind of floating in it. My sons call it frog spawn. So they don't like the look of it. But some people love it. They find it so soothing. So soothing. Um, whereas other people are very repulsed by it. But that is the most popular way to take it. Um, you can mix it like a quarter cup of it with, um, a cup of coconut milk or nut milk, maybe shave some, um, nutmeg in there, maybe throw in a little honey or maple syrup or coconut nectar and, uh, let it sit for about an hour and you have a really nice pudding. Um, it can be thrown into baked goods. So you can put a quarter cup in a muffin recipe or a tea bread, um, and it adds a lot of moisture to the product, and it actually improves the product's keeping ability because it does draw moisture in. So it won't change. The, it'll make it a little springier. Um, a lot of the gluten-free crowd use it. They'll grind it up and use it um, as a flour. So it's great as that. It's, vegans tend to use it instead of flax as an egg replacer. So um, a tablespoon, tablespoon and a half mixed with a tablespoon of water and allowed to sit there for a little bit equals one egg in a baked good or another recipe. So it's great for a vegan egg replacer. Um, some people use it as a crunchy topping to salads. Um, it can be stirred into nut butter and spread on a sandwich or a cracker. It can be what we do in my house is we throw it into our blender when we make a morning green drink. 
So it always kind of goes in there. It's part of our blender drink. Um, it kind of creates a creaminess, which the kids really like because there's no we don't do dairy. So there's no milk in there. Um, it can be used in so many different ways. Um, you know, you can even grind it up, mix it with a little water, and pack it on your face as a mask. So if you wanted to do something like that. Hmm. Interesting. I've, n- I've never heard that before. It, it actually stays. <laughs> Yeah, it actually, you know, it will. It's very, yeah, it's very sticky. You kind of relax. It's like when you put honey on your face, you can't be walking up and around because it will drip down. So you're going to have to kind of recline. It'll force you to relax for a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, yeah. So it can be baked with, it can be cooked with, it can be eaten raw, it can be pureed, it can be ground, it can be, you know, anything really. Wow, so a lot of range. So is, yeah. is there a, you mentioned lemon or lime or with, with a green drink, is there, is there a good pair or a good pairing fit for it or, or, or can it really just be anything because it's so complete? You know, it can be anything actually. Um, you know, with these green drinks, what I find is I've got a blueprint that I give my clients. It's on, it's on my website. If anyone wants to go get it, you're welcome to it. Um, and it's a blueprint because we're also, we're also different. Um, some people cannot stand cucumber, so they won't put a cucumber in the green drink. I cannot drink a green drink that does not have a cucumber. Um, some people must have this. Some people must have that, that. So it can pair with any Anything without harm or change, um, you know, just an aside on the green drink. I know we're talking about chia, but anyone can do a green drink. I know there's a lot of talk about people who have, you know, thyroid disorders or the whole thing with kale and other, um, and other uh, cruciferous veggies. If you can't consume a certain vegetable or fruit, just use something you can consume. There are so many green vegetables in the world. If you can't put a kale in a green drink because it's going to harm you, then you can put romaine in or you can put pea shoots or you could put bok choy. So, you know, it's super flexible with the green drinks. It's really good to be flexible. Very cool. And and it it can be very delicious too. That's one thing I love about it. Yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> can be, yes. <laughs> like my, my mom made some, uh, like a chia pudding with like all these different like cinnamon and like all yeah. these and stevia and it yeah. was like I could not stop eating it I was like mom you need to stop this <laughs> you know like this yeah I, I have to live life too like this chia pudding is distracting me from the rest of my life right now um so isn't that funny I know that makes a good breakfast my kids love that stuff for breakfast and I let them have it because it's got the protein and you can you know speak some fruit or some other things in and it's just or some pumpkin puree yeah. for yeah, the veggies so it's good yeah, you can yeah. like you said, you can mix with fruit or like with the pudding, like you can mix with cacao or you know any other yeah. superfoods and just make a really delicious dessert out of it. But it's very nutritionally dense, so uh, it right. has a lot of value in that sense. Uh, have you ever sprouted chia seeds at all? I have, I have uh, as a kid with the chia pet. Uh, <laughs> that's how we all that, found out about it, chia too. Everyone, no one knew what it was before. The I chia know, pet. <laughs> it, guys. It, it, that's the same chia. So yes, it's the same chia. Um, I have sprouted them, and the sprouts are really lovely. They're very, very um, you know nutrient dense. Um, they have the C and some of those other vitamins that the seed doesn't have, but they're wonderful as a microgreen in a salad or, you know, piled onto a sandwich. Um, so sprouting them is great. 
Yeah, and it's funny. I actually accidentally sprouted some chia. I left it, had a little bit of chia seed in a glass bottle, and I it was in my fridge. And I pulled it out, and I was like, "What? What's going on?" I was like, "Oh, it sprouted. I didn't even. I, I didn't even. It didn't yeah. even occur to me." Uh, and and for anyone out there who who has seen chia pets, I'm pretty sure we all have. I think they should make edible chia pets for kids so that they can get the superfoods in their diet and uh, and enjoy a. Uh, healthy, yeah. healthy. So if anyone wants to partner up with that, just uh, Facebook me. Um. That's, yeah, that's a good idea, actually, you know, I, because I think the chia that they use on the chia pets must be sprayed. But I mean, right. the chia has an enormously long shelf life and doesn't need to be refrigerated, doesn't get rancid like flax, but it's, it's probably still sprayed. Right. And, and we, know, we know that, you know, with uh, different uh, foods that, that aren't healthy, like uh, animal crackers and all these other kind of things where they use yeah. animals, it's it's a good marketing ploy. So if we could take that chia and make yeah. something cool, we could we could uh, reintroduce healthy healthy foods to uh, to kids in the world. And, oh, I like that. Hey, yeah, it's an idea. Uh, so uh, moving on from chia, you, you've written several other books about kale and coconut. Uh, can you speak mm-hmm. a bit a bit about these foods and, and why you uh, love sure. these foods and recommend them so much as well? Yeah, so um, after I wrote the Chia book, um, I realized how much I love superfoods. And I hosted something called the Superfood Superheroes Summit, where I invited a lot of other authors, book authors, um, who had written books on superfoods, and I just interviewed them. And I learned, wow, there are so many great foods out there. So I decided to keep writing on superfoods. So the next one we tackled was kale which was really, really fun. And then we went on to Coconut, which is just finishing now. Um, The kale book was super fun because I did not grow up with kale. Um, I lived as a little girl in Australia and then Northern California. My dad is Danish, so he grew up with kale. Um, So when we would go visit his family, we always had something called grun kale soup, which was green kale green cabbage, green kale soup. And um, he and his brothers and cousins would always joke about one of my aunt's grown kale soup because um, she would put all this meat in it and and they would just be laughing about how maybe it wasn't so healthy. Um, but I really never had kale until then, until I had my aunt's soup. And I loved kale. I would pick it out of the soup and I just, I loved it. I couldn't believe how amazing it was. And then, you know, in New York City, all the health food stores and all the raw restaurants would have all these various kale chips and kale salads and raw kale salads. And I thought, wow, this is just an amazing veggie. And it makes me feel so comfortable. It's very comforting. It makes me feel so grounded and just so good after I eat it. Um, you know, at, at cooking school, a lot of the a lot of the students would eat kale for breakfast, sauteed kale for breakfast, and I thought, wow, that's so great! It it just makes you feel so good. So I was really excited to write an entire book about it because I was just doing so much experimenting myself. Um, but yeah, kale is great. I mean, it has some omega three fatty acids as well. Um, you know, vitamin C, vitamin E, vitamin K, which is uh, really, really good for, you know, for blood health. Um, it has the carotenoids. Uh, it just has so much. All the B vitamins doesn't have, it, it has kind of, it has quite a lot of protein for a green veggie, but not as much as, as chia. But I thought, okay, with the chia and the kale, wow, I'm, I'm set. So that's how that book came about. Very cool. And, and you're writing a book on uh, coconuts now. Yeah, a coconut. So coconut came about because 
My, we um, are gluten free and we're dairy free, and so we use a lot of coconut. We use a lot of coconut milk. You know, when I make a, a pumpkin pie, I use coconut milk. When I, I use a lot of coconut oil. Um, it's really, really good for the nervous system. So for my, you know, my kids who need that, we do chia and we do coconut. Um, you know, my friend who's got the Alzheimer's uh, mother, you know, coconut is the thing, you know, coconut and chia every morning. Um, so we use a lot in various different forms, the flour, we use the oil, we use the coconut sugar, we use the coconut nectar, we use the coconut vinegar, we use the coconut amino acids, we use the coconut, we drink the coconut water, we have the coconut milk. We just do a lot of coconut because um, it's so, so good for you. Um, really good for the heart, really good. It has something called medium chain fatty acids, which... Um, is really, really beneficial to heart health, both for cholesterol reduction and for those who have high blood pressure. Really good for that. Really good for the immune system. Um, and really, really good as an anti-inflammatory. Also good for the nervous system. So it has a lot of benefits. Um, just a nice, nice compliment to the kale, a nice compliment to the chia. And again, it's a functional food rather than being a supplement. So it's one of those things that you can actually live with and eat all the time and just make it a part of your life, you know? Right. Yeah, and, and I and I lived in Costa Rica earlier this year and I had coconut water right. every day on the beach and it I love wow. coconut water and it's something that I noticed the more coconut water I consumed the more lean I got, the better the better shape I was in, and I just my skin got really, really just I could yeah. just tell the vibrance and the and the health of my skin. Uh, really, yeah, it, coconut really does a lot for that too. So, uh, and and it's it used, really does, and it's used as uh, uh, blood transfusions in third world countries to save people's lives because yeah, yeah, blood. World War Two in some of those World War Two uh, Southeast Asian makeshift hospitals, they wouldn't have enough blood plasma, so they would have to use it, you know, as a as a, as a quick replacement. It's amazing. I mean, the nice thing about uh, coconut is it really every single part of it can be used so you know the husk is used it's used to make things like flooring it's used really? to um, yeah. yeah you know it's it's it's, it's being used it, they compress it so that's maybe not quite as whole um, they use it in World War II they use the, what they call the char which was all of the husk um, they would compress it, and they used it in gas masks. Um, it is used in all kinds of things. So oh. it's really a used, used um, product. Yeah. Hmm. Coconut floor. That's I, I want that, if, especially if my home smells like coconut every morning I wake up. I would, I would yeah. I'd love to smell coconut. <laughs> Um, so I wonder if it would smell like coconut. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I, know if it would, but it might. <laughs> I hope so. Maybe I'll get a, a cleaning product that has coconut oil in it. Yeah, and I'll clean the coconut with the coconut, and then then it'll smell like yeah. coconut. Yeah, um, very cool. Awesome. So you have you have several books, and, and when is that book coming out? That one is coming out in January two thousand fifteen. Okay, very cool. And what's the title of that? So we can keep our eyes on it. It is called, um, as of now, it is called Coconut, and there's going to be a subtitle, which the, my editors have not decided on. <laughs> okay, okay. But it is out on, the publisher is Sterling. 
Okay. Sterling cool. has published all of these superfood books. So very cool. Uh, I have one final question for you, and that question yeah. is. What are three tips you would give our listeners to live a healthy, wild, and free life? And this can have anything to do with the mind, body, or spirit uh, in, in any mm. regard. Yeah. Okay. That's a great question. Okay. So the first would be to start your day out with health. I find that when people start their day in a healthy way, it carries through the entire day. It not only sets the tone, but it is a physical manifestation of your intention for health by actually giving yourself and doing a healthy day. So that means waking up and having a breakfast that serves you. And that means, you know, getting some stretching in or water, anything else that can improve your health. So start your day healthy. That does not mean waking up with a cup of coffee and uh, racing to work. That means starting healthy. Um, the second thing is... Um, Move your body every single day outside. You know, go to the gym if you want to. Go ahead. But there is really something transformative about being outside in nature and moving through fresh air, whether that be walking, running, biking, skating, playing frisbee, whatever that is. Even if it's raining or snowing outside, get outside. Um, and the last you know, this one I hope I can say on your show because it's a little controversial, but I'm just going to say it and you can edit it out. But I like to tell my clients to have an orgasm every single day because it does a few great things. It lowers your blood pressure. It floods your body with endorphins. So you feel really good and generous. And so you go out into the world and just feel really good. Um, a lot of my clients have anxiety. We're city folk. That really helps with that. And I find when you're in that really good, calm, endorphin-filled place, you're less likely to start going for muffins or cookies or Hershey's Kisses. You're just more present and you're more, you know, you're more, oh, what's the word I want? You're more comfortable in your skin and you're more accepting and comfortable, you know, with everyone else in their skin as well. So those are my three tips. Very cool. Good I'm, morning. Yeah, get outside and have an orgasm. Very cool. Not, and, I'll, not in this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to edit anything out because this is a, this is a, a free a free country, quote unquote, and and hopefully it'll stay that way. And and I cool. <laughs> I appreciate uh, the honesty and and uh, I'm sure actually I'll be talking more about that with uh, different uh, different people in the future as well. Thank you cool. so much for your time and expertise. It has been uh, very valuable. Where can our listeners find you online? What is your website? It is stephaniepeterson.com. And Peterson is spelled very strangely, folks. It's P-E-D, as in David, E-R-S-E-N. Awesome. stephaniepeterson.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Keep doing what you're doing and have a great Thank rest of the day. Thank you. Right. You too. Take care. Thanks. Bye. Bye.